Welcome to another podcast recording by Fratello Watches. This is RJ, and today we have a very special guest. It's Mr. Hopmeyer, but I've been told I can call him Andreas, and he's Vice President of Procurement and Production at Omega. And today we will talk about Master Chronometer or Ant Metas. Mr. Hopmeyer or Andreas, welcome. Uh, hello, Robert Jan. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the phone here. And uh, actually, with the viruses, that's a good thing, sign for me. Exactly. So at least we can uh, virtually uh, meet and uh, discuss important things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andreas, perhaps uh, it's good to know for our listeners to uh, to to understand who you are and what it is that you actually do at Omega. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you said, I'm I'm the vice president uh, of the board uh, of Omega, and uh, I'm responsible for the procurement part. So that's uh, the, all the components that we are using for the assembly, the final assembly of our watches. We are are uh, purchasing in that way, but most of them, of course, are in the Swatch Group, as we are part of the Swatch Group. And uh, of course, the, the key elements like the movement is 100% Omega, and uh, a few components that we are also buying from external side. Uh, actually, that's, uh, for example, a case. And that's for us uh, very important from the point of view of uh, having a second source. Uh, on the other side, I'm also responsible for the p- production. So production means in our in our uh, hand, in our facility, is the final assembly of the watch heads and the watches, of course. So all the components that we have uh, acquired and then they are stocked in our new uh, production building we are then doing the assembly line so first that's where the the swiss made uh, handmade uh, assembly of our of our great watches and afterwards we have of course then the certification of each single watch so that's uh, doing in the in the frame of the master chronometer certification uh, controlled and certified by metas so the meteorology institute of switzerland which is actually also in our building to make sure that we are uh, doing everything uh, according to the specification the regulations and uh, so that's one part and the second part actually is then at the end when we have the watch heads controlled and ready to ship uh, we have then to do the T3 T4 as we call it where we put on then the bracelet or the, the steel uh, bracelet or the leather one or the caoutchouc uh, and we do then the preparation to send out all these famous watches to the world uh, to our um, filials uh, worldwide yeah. so that's really the the, the the three points that uh, i'm responsible and we are talking the production about 300 people that are doing all the work uh, in that in that way okay and uh, today uh, we'll talk a bit about uh, mass chronometer and uh, the role of of metas but first i would like to know how did you end up at Omega? Do you have a history uh, at other brands or is it uh, did you start at Omega? What's your relationship with watches uh, in general? 
Actually, um, I, I was not in the watch industry at the beginning. I did my studies in, in, in Zurich on the ATH, uh, the Polycom as mechanical engineer and then production engineer and was then for about seven years in the aviation industry, actually uh, working for Swiss Air and for Fairchild Dornier and afterwards also as an independent consultant. And then I got married in, in Switzerland, came back to Switzerland, I, and I felt also in love, not only with my wife, but also with the watches. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> As I was responsible in the, in, the, in the aviation for also for the purchasing part and the logistics and the spare parts, uh, I had the opportunity then to enter in Omega 2003. Yeah, um, where I got the responsibility for the spare parts, so the distribution, the, buy, the purchasing, the stocking, and the distribution then worldwide of our spare parts for all the watches that we have produced the last uh, 160 years. Uh, so um, I, I ended up there at the beginning, and after one year I was there, really, uh, I got... Uh, asked whether I would like to take over the, um, the assembly line, yeah. which was actually centralized a little bit in the, in the Swatch Group for, for years, as Mr. Hayek Senior wanted to have that centralized for the different brands. So we have retaken that in Omega responsibility, and I got then the chance to, to really redo everything from scratch uh, and the integration of the T2 in our um, facilities. Okay. Um before we uh, we uh, we move on and start to talk about uh, uh, master chronometer for example and uh, and metas um normally during our podcast we always ask each other what watch he or she is wearing so can you share with us which watch you have on your wrist i assume it's an omega watch yeah you're pretty good <laughs> <laughs> good guess no um i'm wearing since about now nine months um seamaster 300 meter chrono yeah the new one uh, the blue the blue version and it's uh, really fascinating this watch so um I, I was always fascinated by the chronos, of course. And then uh, when we launched this new one, uh, I really felt also in love with the blue that uh, fits together with everything. And then, of course, with the movement that is, is really, it's incredible. So uh, from the precision point of view, and I'm wearing it really everywhere, in the garden, when I do sports, uh, when I'm uh, at work, of course, when you go out, if there is a chance to go out, this time uh, but it's it's really a, a, a nice watch and uh, i love it uh, and so i wear it every day I, i'm not changing that much uh, every day the watch so i'm also testing this kind of watches then for for our um, technical department to to have more accurate data with with uh, really test field watches and and that's very important for me to be having also the chance to give feedback then to the development and the pro product management to to have uh, one to one feedback from from the daily use and so you wear that watch now for uh, for uh, a number of months you wear it uh, almost uh, well uh, daily for everything do you uh, so every morning when you check in uh, at the office at uh, in Beale 
do you put it on the Ritchie timing machine to see if it's still accurate or is it not that? No, I don't need a Ritchie to, to see whether it's accurate because the Ritchie is not so accurate as you think so. Okay. Um, but um, actually for me, it's uh, we do it like, uh, or I do it like we do it in the in the meta certification, uh, chronometer certification uh, uh, lab. Yeah. Uh, I check always where is the position of the hands. So and, okay. uh, as I know, it's really amazing. So I've I've changing maybe every three months uh, the time or adjust the time as it is about one second a month or two two seconds a month. So okay. it's really wow. incredible <laughs> how that yeah. movement is running. So it's, yeah. it's really stable. And yeah. uh, as I said, I, I don't I don't care uh, whether it's now I'm using it in a garden and I, I doing gardening work. So it's it's pretty hard and, and it's 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 stable. It's incredible. Yeah. Interesting. Um we will put a, a picture of your watch in the show notes of this uh, podcast for our listeners so that they exactly know what watch you're, uh, you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I'm wearing, uh, I have to disappoint you a little bit because uh, I am wearing an Omega, of course, but um, it, it's, it's not Master Chronometer. It's um, the one that didn't happen this year. It's a Tokyo 2020 special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I hopefully uh, uh, hopefully we will see that the Tokyo Games will uh, take place uh, next year. But the watches are already there and I'm wearing the one with the red bezel that we nicknamed uh, the Rising Sun. And I think yeah. it has been picked up quite well that people call it the Rising Sun. And uh, I really enjoy this uh, watch, I have to say. And especially it's very clear outside here today in the Netherlands. And especially outside, the dial looks uh, looks stunning. I will also put a picture of this watch um, on the website in the show notes. Um, I have one question. Um, you do some gardening with your uh, watch. I have to say, I have my uh, watches with the master chronometer um, uh, movement as well. And one of them is uh, uh, a Globemaster, which was actually the the first watch the first that, that introduced. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that was uh, certified by Metas. I think end of. 2000, no, it was 2015 when it was introduced. Um, I use it sometimes to, and I keep it on when I play golf. And um, your colleague, uh, Gregory Kisling, he assured me it would be fine. But now I'm talking to you. <laughs> Is it actually fine to play golf with uh, a master chronometer watch? I get that question a lot. And I try to respond the best way possible, and uh, that's when I use the feedback from, in this case, uh, uh, Gregory, that it is indeed tested and fine. But now that I talk to I you, don't know. What, I would love to your, know from you. <laughs> what is your level in the golf? You know, certain golfers, they don't oh, like very, to have uh, something no, I, on, their, on their arm uh, that is uh, actually... Um, doing deviation of their swing you know i'm not yeah. a golfer but i can imagine that that's maybe not that agreeable for everybody but uh, i think from the technical point of view uh, i see i see no issues there uh, as okay. we are testing also our our watches first before we start actually in this uh, a lounge or something like this we do a normal yeah uh, and there we do shocks of five thousand g yeah so it's that actually should be enough that should be enough but of course, if you do it every day. And, and that's also something that you have to understand. I mean, we are testing here the watch, for example, in a, in a standard uh, environment, in a laboratory environment, uh, with standard uh, regulations of temperature, etc. But 
every watch that is testified here has a little deviation afterwards when you're using it. So no. if you are a, a sportsman or a golfer, uh, maybe it's running not the same way if you are an administrator in the, in the office somewhere and you're not uh, moving at all. <laughs> and, and I think that's very important for, for the customers also to understand. Uh, so it's the, the, actually the, the final adjustment to the habits that you have uh, that you have to do uh, when you want to have really a watch this really dedicated to your um, movements that you do in your daily environment you know so in other words would that in the end be best that if you buy a watch and you you wear it every day and do the things that you normally do and have it then regulated would that be the 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 the, the, the the best possible that's the best possible way that you can do yeah i think yeah. that's and that's also a dream that i have uh, you know that we in the future that we have possibilities to to do these adjustments uh, dedicated and customized to the to the habits of the of the of the our clients okay so that's definitely uh, the best thing that you can do so um, but uh, that's pretty pretty important uh, and and not so easy from the logistic point of view i can imagine i can imagine the horror with uh, with uh, the shipping companies and the insurances and so on um, logistical nightmare um, I was in, uh, invited a few years ago to Omega's headquarter and um, the first Globemaster came from uh, from uh, uh, the factory that was master chronometer certified yeah and um, I remember the first of October 15 yeah Yes, and I remember you being there, and uh, um, yeah. um, uh, Mr. Hayek was also there. Uh, yeah. Mr. Ashlimani was not CEO yet, yeah. and um, uh, the previous CEO was there, and it was a huge thing. Um, and I think, well, I assume that a lot of people understand what it is about, be it a master chronometer, but I still see when I look uh, uh, in the responses to our uh, articles on the website or when I go to social media, I see some, some comments. I still see that it's not entirely entirely clear what master chronometer is about, how it's different from normal chronometer by COSC, and what Metas has to do with it. Um, so, in my uh, in all my knowledge, I would say um, with with master chronometer, the watch in total has been tested and certified, not only the movement. However, the movement is also chronometer certified so you get the movements in they are chronometer certified by cosc then they are cased and then you perform a series of tests um, that are certified by metas and then your watch is master chronometer certified mm -hmm. that's, that's right, the, yeah. the correct process i think and perhaps you can can say something about what kind of additional um, standards are there for master chronometer as opposed to the regular chronometer Mm -hmm. So, so maybe maybe we go a little back from the idea. So, when when we launched uh, actually the the, the first uh, anti magnetic watch in in 2013, mm -hmm. you remember the one that looks like a bee there, the hand like uh, it's um, the Aquaterra, the Aquaterra, yes, B the bumblebee. Uh, the yes. bumblebee, yes, right. <laughs> Actually, we, we we started then to to or we realized also it's not so easy to to explain the the effect of the magnetism on a, on a watch. Yes, because the magnetism, the field you can't see and you can't touch, and that's very difficult for uh, for somebody who has no idea about that. 
to see what what could be the influence of something that you can't touch and can't see and um, that's why we we said we, if we do a, a certification uh, for the future we want to go really a step further than the chronometer certification the chronometer certification is something that was developed 40 years ago uh, with the with the precision of these days uh, end of the 80s something like this or 70s yeah. And uh, in the meantime, we have seen that uh, our, especially our movements, I, I, I don't want to talk for the others, but uh, our movements, they are so precisely um, that we said, well, chronometer is something that is a good basis for first test uh, to see that is running really f- during 15 days uh, on a regularly and it's, it's smoothly and it's also well adjusted at that, at that moment. But then we said at the end, you you can add or you can certain brands. They are adding modules then on 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 the on the chronometer, or they are disassembly and reassembly the whole thing. And that's why we said finally the customer wants to have a certificate for the final watch and not only the movement. And that's why we decided we have to add something to that uh, chronometer certification. And uh, that's why we also call it master chronometer. Yeah. So the master chronometer means it's a chronometer. So the basic we are, uh, we so the, the regulation of metals um, tells us, or is is a part of it, that it has to be a Swiss uh, movement, a Swiss made movement, and then uh, secondly that it has to be a chronometer. So uh, that all the tests that are done uh, with the chronometer certification, ISO norm uh, that we have to fulfill. And then afterwards, we said we want to test really the, the movement itself in a magnet field. You know, there are other brands that are protecting the, the movement with uh, a kind of, of, of cage. Huh? Um, Faraday cage. Faraday, in, a, in a way, Faraday cage uh, yeah. so that the magnet field cannot enter. But that is going to a certain limit. Uh, limit. And we have seen uh, after um, mill gauss, after a thousand gauss, it's going through. So you cannot protect anymore. Um, yeah. And uh, on that basis, then we said, let's do something that we first check the movement so that we can say, well, the movement itself, it's, it's anti-magnetic in that way or it resisting to the magnet fields. And then certify the watch as the consumer will will use the watch so that's actually the target that we had and we said well how do you do, how do you wear your watch and what is your what are you looking for if you're buying a watch so if i buy a watch as i said i go to the garden i go to the uh to my car i do cooking with my watch and everywhere you have now magnetic magnetic fields yeah and uh, that's why we said um, let's do that and we have actually we had a um, a doctor who challenged us in 2007 said well i'm always working in a mre uh, hospital uh, yeah. where we have mre scans of, of the bodies and i always have to take off my watch and can't you do anything that I have that I can wear my watch all the time so that I don't have to take it off and put it back? Yeah. And that was actually then the challenge for us to say, well, let's develop now a movement that is resisting the 15,000 cows, a, a phenomenon that we have since 200 years in the watch industry uh, and influencing uh, heavily the precision of a watch. And, and how did you get to 15,000 gauss? Uh, how did you came to that number? 
So 15,000 cows was actually at that time in 2008, that was the force of a MRE uh, scanner, you know, oh, this thing. Yeah. So um, it's, it's 1.5 Tesla. Uh, and today they go up to 30,000 like this, 35,000, so they get more precisely, etc. But uh, at these days, the, that was the, the 15,000 cows we have taken as a challenge to, to make sure that it's running. The basic movement without any protection is running in the 15,000 cows field. Exactly. And what I noticed and what other people notice is that Omega actually writes it's more than 15,000 Gauss, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> because what does you that know mean? <laughs> <laughs> what it means. So um, we we have a certification, and uh, Metals is actually uh, controlling us. And these are serious guys. Uh, I mean, Switzerland is is very well known for precision and quality. And and the guy from the government that are here in our location, uh, you cannot deal with them. You know, and and that's why we said it has to be more than fifteen thousand cows. So it means at least fifteen thousand cows. Uh, it's it's resisting okay and we actually established here then um uh, a magnet a yeah. permanent magnet uh, to have these fifteen thousand cows or fifteen thousand cows and uh, a little bit more yeah uh, and that's also also a limit that you can do with a permanent magnet so we had to uh, adjust the magnets in a, in a way that we have in the in the central that we yeah. have to 15,000 cows because a, a, um, a standard magnet or a magnet that is uh, um, magnetized is, is actually not more than, than 15,000 cows. It's not possible. Yeah. And, uh, and with that magnet that we have developed with a, with a company here in Switzerland as well, we are not using any energy. Because if you go to the to the hospital and you have to do a scan of your head, that uh, it's using a lot of energy to cool down the whole system, and that's why we said we want to have to something sustainable, and we developed this this magnet, this permanent magnet, and uh, to give you an, an imagination, uh, it's about 1.5 tons the whole magnet where we can put in 10 watch heads in, in parallel so that's yeah. about the dimension that we that we have uh, here in in our facilities yeah well um besides uh magnetism there are a few more things that you you uh, test mm -hmm. uh, for the watch can you explain you we already bri briefly mentioned uh the shocks for playing golf, uh, amongst other things. <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful that the shocks are always in in advance. So we, that's like a car, you know. If you you do also, you have seen that they do crashing cars, yeah. but uh, you don't like to do a crash with your car that you're going to buy afterwards, you know. So that's uh, only the part that is actually the the homologation part that is very destructive uh, in in our in our cases that we are doing. So that's actually done with the with the basic watches, but then after we're not doing again uh, shocks of 55,000 cows on each piece so that's the homologation part what yeah. we are doing then afterwards and that's actually the, the the other thing that we wanted to have is that we are simulating um, a consumer or a, a watch user in his daily environment so mm -hmm. that we are testing the watch is in different temperature and of course when you're moving in different all the different positions and uh, the third thing also, of course, that you have also possibility, uh, you, you go to the water. And Omega, we did uh, the, um, the water-resistant test in the water uh, since about 
35 years, every watch goes into water. It's not only written on the back on the, on, on, on the watch that is water resistant. It's really every watch goes to the water. And that's now also part of the certification. Maybe to give you a real quick, why do we have different temperature? So yeah. if you're wearing your watch, uh, we have uh, put in sensors in the watch and we have seen uh, that the watch inside, it's uh, 32 degrees. Yeah. So because your body is heating up the watch and it's nearly doesn't matter whether you're now in, in Alaska or in, in Europe or then in South Africa, uh, it's, it's the 32 degrees. So your body is the directing the, the temperature of the, of the watch. Yeah. And if you take it off in the night, uh, during the night, you put it on, on, on the, the desk beside your bed, then you have the 20, 22 degrees. And uh, actually that's what we're also simulating, uh, um, the two temperatures and then we have also um, a system now in place where we turn the watch every three hours approximately three hours in another position to simulate uh, the different position of the watch during the, um, the wearing of the watch during the day yeah because as you know the the, the precision of the watch is not the same in in the different positions uh, of the uh, of the balance mm -hmm. um, as it is uh, accelerated by the by the gravity of the of the earth yeah. so that's influencing a lot the the watch but in in general afterwards if you do that in in the positions then you can have an average and uh, interesting thing on that side is that the chronometer certification demands five positions. Yeah. And uh, when we had the first talk with the Metas guys, they, they are not uh, watchmakers. They are um, uh, physicians. Yeah. And they don't care whether we do that since 40 years uh, in, 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 four in five positions. I said, well, if we do it, uh, a certification, you have to do it in six. So we have to, to put the watches in six different, in all six different positions and uh, having the measurements then. So that's what we are doing actually uh, four times. So we are taking a picture. Yeah. Uh, we are rewinding the watch. So also the rewinding mechanism is tested in the COSC. Uh, or the chronometer certification, the, the the automatic block is actually not tested, so it's uh, it's rewinded by the crown. Yeah. For a moon watch, it doesn't matter, you know. It's <laughs> you have no no automatic block, but uh, for a, for a automatic watch, it's very important that you have also this uh, possibility and this test. So we are rewinding the watch. We're taking a picture uh, of the hands uh, at zero hours, or as we call it. And then we take another one 24 hours later, and then we see the deviation. And the deviation is actually uh, compared with the atomic watch of, of Metas. So we have a, a direct link to their atomic watch. And we take whenever we take a picture, we have to to guarantee that the that the, the, the deviation of this measurement is in in less than 50 milliseconds or something like this. You know. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's something that we are doing. And we're doing that one with the watch that has been assembled. The second day, we do that test with, uh, we put the, the watch in a magnet field of the 15,000 cows. And the third day, then it's completely magnetized. And the third time day, we do the demagnetization. So we take off again all the magnetism in the watch. Yeah. And the fourth day is then actually that we have also to, to, 
test the position five and six. Yeah. And these four measurements that we are doing, uh, the average of these four days have to be in the specification of the zero to five seconds uh, for the standard caliber that we have here um, uh, of the precision. The average has to be in that um, range. Yeah. And um, I have a question about that because indeed the average uh, is uh, between zero and, and, and five sec plus five seconds. Yeah. Um, I see that uh, normally uh, COSC chronometer movements are minus four to uh, plus six seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other brands that do a, a, a plus and a minus, but Omega doesn't do a minus. Yeah, uh, why? <laughs> we are in Switzerland and uh, our trains are still running uh, precisely. So that's why we said since also since years, we uh, we said a watch has always to run in advance and not... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't want a slow time. running watch, uh, basically. I don't want a slow running watch, and if you're a slow running watch, you're going to miss the train, you know? Um, yeah. So that's why we said if you're two seconds uh, before the train, you're fine. If you're two seconds late, you're going to miss the train. So that's why the specification is zero to five. Yeah. So it's plus minus two and a half uh, with the, with the uh, deviation of the measurement. And uh, that's actually the specification that is divided or, or is now provided by metas uh, for the for this uh, for these tests one of yeah. these eight tests that we are doing yeah and all these uh, the, these uh, steps they, they take up quite some time for uh, during the production process of a watch I guess it adds a few days for testing and the certifying of these watches so in other words it also adds a significant cost to the watch is that correct yeah, of course, um, f uh, if you have to do that test and it's not a, sim a sample testing or something like this. So every master chronometer goes into this uh, 10 days testing. And when we started 2015, we had about 30 days to do yeah. that because we did that uh, manually or semi-automatically. And now uh, we, or I had the vision to say, well, you know, we do the assembly uh, manually, Swiss made with our hands. And then on the other hand, I said, if we do then the certification, I don't want that a human can influence the results of that uh, testing. Yeah. And that's why we have completely automized here in our third floor on the new building that is open to everybody. If you're here in, in Bien once, you, you can come and, and see what we are doing. Uh, actually, we automated that completely. And it's really industrial 4.0 uh, what we did there with with uh, with the system and uh, that's very very unique and uh, very important for us that we have this this precision then also in in that process in that automatization yeah um, we also see uh, recently even there's uh, another another brand from uh, from Switzerland uh, that introduced a, a new in-house movement um, that is anti-magnetic up to uh, a bit over 2200 gauss or 2250 gauss um, you say we want to have that 15,000 gauss um, it seems that omega is doing that extra mile uh, by taking up these standards are more strict than 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 other brands um, you want it to be more anti-magnetic than a lot of other brands uh, are able to do um, how do you explain uh, that extra mile to that Omega makes and uh, the difference that it makes for customers. How do how does Omega explain to its customers why it is so important that um, 
these, these uh, uh, standards are so strict and perhaps even more strict than from the competition? Actually, it's, it's, um, when we started the, the discussion with, with uh, Metas, um, they were clear with us. They said, well, if you're going to do something like this, it has to be for, for Switzerland. Uh, it has to be Swiss made, as I said before. And on, these, on the second hand, they said, well, it has to be a new standard in the watch industry. And we're not going to deal, is it now 2,150 Gauss or 2,390? Uh, they agreed that it has to be the 15,000 Gauss. And, you know, if it's going further up, um, it's, it's like the question if you go to 8,000 meter water testing or something like this, you don't need it anymore in that way. But it's an argument for, for, a, for a advance in, in technology. But I, I think it's very important. And, and that was also very clear by, by Metas. So if this standard is, a, uh, is reached by somebody else, so it's not something that is dedicated to Omega. So these uh, regulations are open to everybody. So everybody can go on the Metas homepage and uh, see all these requirements that a watch has to fulfill to get this uh, certification master chronometer. So that was really open uh, from the first day when we had a discussion with the Metas. Cell. It's not exclusively Omega. No. That is a, is a standard for all Swiss watches that can fulfill that. So now uh, it, it is very important uh, as the Metas is a neutral organ in Switzerland. They don't want to have a deal with Omega and then a deal with, with another brand or the third one. They say, it's, well, this yeah. is our regulation and you have to fulfill it or you don't fulfill it. Yeah, yeah. it's just one standard. It's one standard and yeah. put it uh, two levels higher. And as you, as you mentioned before, it's, it's not uh, 10 seconds of, of deviation a day. It's, it's, it's five seconds, it's half of it. Yeah. And of course, we have other uh, issues inside and, and it's, uh, the precision is one thing, but also we have also the power reserve. So we, we really let it run and, and check every watch whether the power reserve is reached, depending on the caliber, of course. And then we have also the deviation uh, in the different position that we are testing uh, acoustically. So that's also a, um, a part of this uh, certification. And one important part is also the deviation, uh, the isochronism, as we call it, uh, when, you have, when, you, when your power is running off. Mm -hmm. So that means if you have a watch that is running smoothly, uh, uh, when it's completely winded, uh, if you get if you take it off then the weekend and you want to take it back uh, Monday, they tell you you have 150 hours power reserve. But if you take it back Monday, you're gonna lose uh, 10 seconds or 15 seconds. You're not happy. Yeah. That's why we have also that part of the uh, or that that criteria in the in the certification that uh, the deviation must also be in in the tolerance of zero to eight seconds. If you get to the last third of your power reserve uh, in, the, in the watch. And that's also what we have to test, and that takes time. And of course, as you have mentioned before, that costs us also money. Yeah. Uh, and we, we were happy and uh, we are lucky that we could industrialize the whole thing so that the end consumer has not to, uh, to pay for a thousand pieces, uh, all this development that we did, uh, the investments that we did, so we can really... Uh, split that out to uh, very thousand 
thousands of, of watches so yeah. that the cost increase for the customer is reasonable. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, are there certain Omega movements that are more difficult to certify than others? For example, are chronograph watches more difficult to certify or um, watches with a different function or... No, actually not. No, mm -hmm. what, what, the only thing is that we have different criteria or, or metals defined different criteria for the size, uh, the diameter of the movement. Uh, physically, that's pure physics. A small movement has not the same energy as a, as a big one. And that's why you have criteria, different criteria uh, and ranges. Uh, for example, if you take a, a caliber 8700 on, on our side, caliber for, for ladies, it's, it's smaller, it's 29, 29 millimeters. You have not the same precision in, in that way as a, as a huge one like the 8900 or the, uh, the 9900 that I'm wearing actually. <laughs> so that's pure physics. And, and that's also in the in the COSC or chronometer certification. It's the same thing that you distinguish between the, the diameter. Yeah, yeah. But sure. on the, our side, for the automatization, of course, you can imagine we have more than 1,000 different models in our production. Mm -hmm. um, and every day, nearly a new one. Uh, for me, the challenge is there really to, to industrialize, industrialize the whole thing. And uh, there are certain, for example, certain colors of a, of a dial that have exactly the same color as the hands. And or you have a deep black and then it's pretty difficult to see that with a camera. And uh, certain things then exceptionally we have to do manually. Uh, but uh, we try to do that uh, in, in, a, in a slow, in a... In a, in a small uh, area yeah 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 okay so it's not so much the complication uh, or the purpose of the watch that makes certifying more difficult but uh, it's especially dial colors and hand colors that yeah, give not enough the... contrast right correctly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of development regarding precision and uh, anti-magnetism would you love to see in the future at uh, at omega is is there still are there still things besides having <laughs> wanna, a watch regulated? You want to know all the, the secrets the, now? <laughs> <laughs> well, besides your dream of having a watch regulated after someone purchases it and, and wear it, but <laughs> is there something that you would love to see in the future? Perhaps that's something that's not possible yet, uh, or sure, sure. Uh, you know, it's it's always a, the question between a visionaire and and getting done. You know, and 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 that's also a little bit where I see a little bit my role in 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 that industry also or for our company you know we have very we have so many ideas and visions but finally we have to put it in a, in a way that we can sell afterwards at the end of the day a watch and uh, it's very very important that you you have to develop these ideas and that you have to way to put it in in place and for me it's very uh, that's really the the, the super part of, of my, my job that we that we have to develop dreams and uh, one dream for example and that's what I see now with the with the position of our watches uh, is that we have to further develop the, the measurement uh, the further that you the more information you have the further you can develop the, the quality of your products. Yeah. And that's always my target, you know. Today we are as I, as I just said before, we are measuring now the precision of one day. Uh, I can tell you that we had now in our metas or master chronometer uh, 
lab, we have the possibilities to let him run my, now, uh, now watches for months or weeks or months, the same yeah. watch. And we rewind it every day, we measure every day, we put it in the magnet field. And I can tell you there, uh, the next step of the precision, today we are talking seconds or half seconds of, uh, of a day. Yeah, and the next one would be then, of course, uh, seconds per week. Yeah, but I think that we're going to skip that one, and then that we are running the next one. That's my my target or my vision to having then maybe uh, one day the precision uh, measured by month. Yeah, so seconds to... per month and not uh, seconds per day or something. Exactly, like this. and and I think that's that's the vision that we have, and and uh, for that we need also more precisely measurements uh, yeah. if you're running then uh, several days or weeks uh, the watches uh, you have to be sure that you have all the information that it needs to 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 be more precisely also in the in the in the production in the yeah. manufacturing and that's the good link that we have here uh, with omega that we have the direct link to the to the movement development and the movement assembly uh, so that we can further develop the quality of our movements uh, directly and be not depending on, on third parties or something like this. We can do it in-house in and uh, being further there in that way. And uh, I, we are developing things that we, we're going to, maybe one day we're going to communicate <laughs> you that. <then. laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that moment. Yeah. Um, Andreas, I would like to thank you for this, uh, this, uh, this podcast recording. And uh, it was uh, very interesting uh, to uh, yeah, to listen to you uh, talk about uh, metas and, and master chronometer and uh, what it actually means, and also what it means in terms of the the amount of work that you uh, that you put in uh, in it in in, in Beal, and uh, that it does matter for the end consumer that they do see a difference in the in the in the performance of their watches basically. Thank you, Robert Ron. Uh, I just can tell you now and i've seen it's not so easy to compl- uh, explain that in in two seconds what is the advantage of a master chronometer and more all the criteria uh, but the, the the people that are listening now to this uh, podcast uh, i can only invite you to come here to 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 beal to switzerland and see our our new facilities uh, production facilities that we are running since now three years and it's open to everybody you can call and make an appointment and then you can really see what we are doing here and uh, how it is done with the meta certification but also the assembly of course and it's not a showcase it's really uh, the 300 people that are running our 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 uh, production here are are showing their uh, competences and i would like to invite you if you are here and you have seen already but uh, it's very uh, honored to have all these people here uh, to come and see how we're doing our watches well, that's a that's a great invitation. So um, um, I think with the, with the travel restrictions, it it it's uh, not these days, but maybe uh, next year. Or... <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon enough. Meanwhile, if you go to the Omega website, omegawatches.com, and go to Planet Omega, and then uh, click Watchmaking, there's a very nice explanation of uh, uh, Master Chronometer certification. Also, if you buy a master chronometer and um, like i said i have a globe master and i have uh, one of the apollo 11 watches from from last year um, you can register your watch on the website and you can see the results of the of the testing yeah 
individual um, results of your specific watch. Exactly, yeah. and that's very nice. I, I remember in the uh, we're drifting away a bit, but um, a long time ago I bought my uh, uh, Omega Seamaster uh, Professional 300 meters, also known as the Bond watch back then, and. Um, I requested, and I can't remember where I did it, if it was directly at COSC or with Omega, I, I requested this COSC uh, test results uh, certificate. And it was like uh, 50 or 75 Swiss francs uh, yeah. back in those days. I think it was around uh, 2000, um, the year 2000. And uh, it showed all the results uh, of, the, of the movement. But now at Omega, you will see the results of your watch digitally as soon as you register, register your uh, your master chronometer watch on the website. Yeah, it's a very that's nice great. feature. Yeah, no, that's also that was also when we said when when we do a new certification, let's do it in a modern way. You know, paper is is, is okay, uh, but uh, also uh, I think the the young people now they they have their mobile and they can scan the master chronometer card. Uh, with the RFID check, check, uh, chip inside, and then you have immediately the, the results of your of your watch tested here during the ten days uh, in in our lab. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. very that's nice. Right. Okay, thank you, uh, thank you, uh, thank you to our listeners. If there are any questions, uh, don't hesitate to shoot them at us uh, <laughs> through a direct message on Instagram, uh, Fratello Watches, or shoot us an email at info at fratellowatches dot com. Uh, Andreas. Again, I would like to thank you for your for your time and your uh, your patience with uh, explanation ex- explaining it to, to, to us and to our uh, listeners. And um, yeah, hopefully it became a bit more clear. And um, I will put a picture of your watch in our show notes. Okay. Well, thank thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take bye. care.